Welcome everyone to Did You Know with Joe and Joe, a Suburban Bourbon production. This podcast is the ultimate source of knowledge for all bourbon and spirit enthusiasts out there. And as our listeners know, each episode is packed with exciting topics and we're learning something new about the spirits industry to getting a sneak peek at an upcoming bourbon, Suburban Bourbon episode. So if you're here to listen to industry experts or maybe discover something new between Joe and Joe and I, well, we'll sit back and relax just let us uh, talk to you a little bit about the spirit industry. And unlike our video podcast, Suburban Bourbon, this audio-only experience allows you to take in the knowledge while on the go. So tune into Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or through SuburbanBourbon.net. So join us, Joe Vitale and Joe Gummany, as we take you on a journey of discovery in the world of spirits. So Joe, kick us off. Talk about what we... Uh, what we did last weekend. That's right. Uh, we had a, a, a bourbon tasting hosted by uh, Joe Vitale here. Um, and first off, it was a different kind of bourbon tasting. We had 12. We, we, we latched into the March Madness um, theme. Had 12, instead of 64, which would have been a bit excessive, <laughs> we had 12 <laughs> bourbons. Um, so four got buys. Those were um, all Kentucky bourbons. We had Pappy Van Winkle. Um, 15 year bookers blanton's and 10th mountain um and then we had eight that were uh that had to go through the first round so we had whistle pig rye santan um sacred rye was it sacred rye yes um yes. wiggle wopsy um anita's choice few seekers rough rider and burning chair and i have to admit and we had nine nine participants so we had there was no chance for ties which made it um interesting because in a number of these it came down to the last vote i mean it was five to four that's right a number of times um and i think what was interesting to me was to see how things played out i mean peppy van winkle obviously the way that these were all seated wasn't based off of anything except price so that we would have a uh, so peppy was uh of course seated number one but it was definitely interesting to see Pappy squeak by in the first, the first, uh, in the second round against Anita's choice, just five to four, and then squeaking by 10th mountain in the same, um, with a five to four score. I don't, I was definitely surprised that it was so close. I was too. I mean, I, I think it, it was interesting, um, to your point, how we did it, you know, obviously each bourbon representing a different state and, and then just really seated by, um, you know, by, by price. And although, although something else, another twist, Joe, as you recall, I think it was your idea after we kind of got going, which is by the way, the fun part of a bourbon tasting kind of changing on the fly. Um, we actually assigned had, had right. Or no, I'm sorry. We had a, a random selection mm-hmm. for each of our, uh, eight participants to pick and be one of the bourbons to see how far they can get and win a pool, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, definitely. I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Pappy, Pappy was good, but I tell you, and I'll ask you the same question, but I think my my biggest surprise with ten, was 10th Mountain. Yes. I was actually surprised it didn't beat Pappy because it dominated in the round against Whistlepig in, um, with an 8-1 to vote. And uh, quite honestly, I thought they were going to sneak into the uh, finals, but uh, it, it was not to be. <laughs> 10th Mountain, you know, just didn't have enough apparently across the group, but it was, it was one that I don't own, but I will definitely be on the lookout to uh, pick up a bottle. It was interesting stuff. I mean, I would say that um, 10th Mountain, I, I 
have to give a shout out to Kevin Brown. He actually is somebody I work with and travels frequently to Colorado and was able to pick me up um, one of those bottles. They actually have a rye as well. Um, but it's, a uh, you know, 75% corn, um, the, you know, the charred oak and oak barrels. Um, it's, I, I, I think that I, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was in the nineties, correct, Joe, in terms of, a uh, you know, in terms of a proof. Yeah, um, it was. But right the in the cool sweet thing, spot. <laughs> right. Well, you and I, right. You and I like the nineties. I think we kind of talked a little bit about that during the tasting. Definitely. Um, not big fan of the heat personally um the cool thing about the 10th mountain it's named after 10th mountain military division you know soldiers trained in the mountains uh largely in, in the western u.s you know so they could be you know acclimated to mountainous terrain throughout the world and um this mountain bourbon is a result of a kickstarter campaign believe it or not to bring um, the distillery to the ski town of Vail, Colorado. Um, it's only aged six months from Colorado grain. So it's one of those, you, know, you and I've come across those, those hyper um, aged, you know, spirits. Um, but I was, I was excited, a little vanilla taste some some toasting, toasted nut taste to it. Maybe a little bit of a um, little bit of sweetness and smooth. You know, I like that. Exactly. Um, but, but good stuff. What, 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 what were your takeaways from it? You know what? I, I think, you know, and we say this all the time, it definitely had that, like you said, that vanilla kind of sweetness to it, but it was, it was a really easy drinking bourbon. And I think that's part of what, you know, what I liked about this event was trying a lot of different bourbons and in it, in, especially when we do bourbon tastings, it seems like the smoother bourbons, um, with really good finishes are the ones that, that, you know, advance. And that's what we saw for sure. Um, because even with that, you know, if you look at bookers who is seated number three, when they were in the second round against seekers, seekers dominated winning. Yes. Yes. I mean, that that yes. was a, that was a shocker to say the least. It was, but it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. I think Booker's is an acquired taste. And for most people, it's probably, it, I think that at least the group we were with, I think the uh, the reaction was it was a little too hot for uh, for most of the people there. What was your, you know, and I know for our listeners who might not be from the area, you know, tell us, tell folks about what your impression of Seekers is made by, um, um, you know, the distillery that we visited in Sandusky, Ohio. Yeah, the the thing I like about Seekers is, you know, first of all, when we met, um, you know, the owner, he, I mean, he explained all the the data and analysis that was put mm -hmm. behind what they mm -hmm. did, and I think that's the the phenomenal part. I mean, it's either ninety three or ninety five, ninety four proof, I forget, but it's right in that sweet spot. But it was funny because it was very much a trial and error. They would do a batch and then try it, do another batch and try it until they found what they thought was the, the, you know, absolute perfect um, proof and blend. Um, and I think that the fact that it's, you know, a blended mix of, uh, you know, you know, really more of a two, what was it? Two thirds. I think it was two thirds rye. Um, mm -hmm. And then one third, you know, weeded, it gives you a, you know, almost the best of both worlds in the sense that you have a little bit of sweetness, but there's a, a little bit of, of spice and heat to it that I think um, gives it a, a more complex, you know, flavor. And uh, I, I mean, I think it's, 
again, it's one of those bourbons that you could easily just drink, whether straight on or on ice. And in a situation where, you know, faced up with bookers, I'm not really surprised because I do think that it had a more of a smooth finish that I think most people prefer. But uh, it was definitely, they showed well. I mean, Seekers made it in, through the first and second rounds to get to the uh, the quarterfinals. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And it, and it wasn't like, yeah, and it wasn't like it was a blowout against Blanton's either. I think it was like a six to three. I think there were nine of us. I, I heard, no, there mm-hmm. were 10 of us. Exactly. Um, they made to the semis. I mean, they made the final four. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like I say, and that, by the way, it's from Everwild Spirits in, in Sandusky, as we talked about. Um, I think my biggest disappointment, if I had to say for the night, was um, the burning chair. I mean, the story sounds great. And certainly I appreciate the, uh, you know, you and I get handed bourbon all the time from people, um, which I think both of us appreciate. But I was really disappointed. For, for listeners, it's produced by um, Napa Valley winemakers. And it's um, made from, um, you know, I guess it's it's a blend of bourbons, really. So it's first of all, it's a blend of bourbon, but it's finished in wine barrels uh, from the winer, uh, the vine- uh, the winemaker who who makes wine. So you know, you're expecting something probably a little more aromatic with um, a sugary taste. Possibly you get those caramel tastes. Um, I was expecting a smooth, really sweet bourbon. Almost to the point where it's something I couldn't drink a lot, but I gotta tell you, it was just it looked, <laughs> it was like a a a virgin uh, person into the distilling distilling business just decided to make a bourbon last night. <laughs> That's what it tasted like to me. What did you think? Yeah, you know what I I'll say this. I mean, it it, it didn't lose by much. I mean, it was a five to four, um, you know, against Rough Rider. But I, I would agree. I, I thought I had higher hopes in it, and it definitely didn't pan out. I mean, I think that it's a, uh, it's like a, a lot of, um, and I think that this is a tough field that we put it up against. So I wasn't, you know, after, you know, trying all 12 of them, I wasn't surprised that it didn't advance. Um, but I definitely thought that, you know, I, I expected more um, from it as well. And, uh, you know, I mean, they're in Napa Valley, you know, maybe stick to wine. <laughs> yeah right i, I know be... but you know it's like you get your hopes up and you know i have to admit i mean and by the way anyone who says they're not like you know is full of shit i think but i don't buy bourbon for the bottles but you know the bottles catch my eye i mean i see something I'm like that's kind of interesting you know and, and they're all over the place now right i mean they have you know well, really I mean, cool Rick... designs on them and everything else sure. and it's had like a really weird sort of way it's hard to describe the bottle but if you took a square bottle but you turned it on its side. So one of the corners is actually the front and the way the label is. And I don't know, it just sort of, it just looked different. Right. And I'm thinking, okay, well maybe this is kind of cool. And it would compel me to kind of say, let's, let's have it represent California. But um, you know, something else you mentioned too, uh, the rough rider, although um, actually only losing to blend five to four, that is pretty, I think that's another sort of part. You know, well, uh, we also have night, to, but, because the uh, the Blantons was uh, what was the uh, it was from the barrel, was that the yes? So yes. straight from the barrel, and it was yep. 103 proof. And I can say that yep. the 93 proof Blantons probably would have held its own, would have been no stronger in this field. Because I do think that there's a, that extra 10 proof it gives it a little bit more of a a fire to it that 
isn't usually isn't present in the uh normal plantains and so uh um that's a, that was a surprise but it wasn't surprising that you know as we looked at this field seeing pappy and blanton's face off in the finals um one thing i wanted to oh, touch absolutely. on too is you were talking about bottles that was one thing rick lynch from everwild talked about too and it was impressive about the everwild seekers bottle is that it's an attractive bottle and he put and they put a lot of time into the design and the marketing of it um you know oh, based yeah. on and i and i think that that it's fascinating to me. And I think what they've provided is not just, a, you know, it's a attractive bottle, but it's also like said, a, it, it showed it in this uh, bourbon tasting. I mean, it made it to the final four out of these 12. So it was definitely uh, a strong bourbon and definitely a place where, you know, I'm sure we will go back and uh, check out more of their offerings. But well, then- I mean, think about it. Think, of, think about the shelf, Joe. Think about like when you look at it when we walk into a, you know, a uh, liquor store and you look at all the bourbons on there. I mean, somebody's got to catch your eye, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all competing against one another. And I will tell you, I think it's harder when they compete against themselves. You know, when you have like a maker's mark trying to, yeah, and you, you know, they'll have like what, like six different versions of maker's mark or something. I know some of them are, you know, flavored and they're not bourbon and blah, blah, blah. But it's, 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 you got to stand out. <laughs> you I know? agree. So then we got to the finals. Our final four was 10th Mountain versus Pappy with Pappy narrowly beating um, 10th Mountain five to four. And we had Blanton's going against Seekers and uh, I think Blanton's won six to three, but they uh, then then we had Pappy versus Blanton. So tell the tell our uh, listening audience about that, because that's a uh, that's that's a tough matchup. And that was which the you mean the matchup Pappy and in Blanton's. the um and Pappy versus Blanton in the final yeah yeah I, I would say it was it was interesting um you know we I I think that people I think that people figured um, that this was going to be the matchup you know I mean going in unfortunately and that's the difference between doing a blind test um but you know a blind taste test that we've done in the past and one like this so it kind of set itself up to be the final um. But I think, let me ask you, did you think it was going to be closer than it was? I'm sorry, um, um, not as close as it was, or do you think it's what you expected? No, I expected it to be close. I definitely did. And I would say that I was, I think if it was Blanton's, the regular Blanton's, I think it might have been, it might have gone in Blanton's favor. Um, But I I, agree. I agree. But I, I mean, Pappy pulling it out five to four was, uh, that was the final, right? Yeah. I mean, it's I, like, I think it's funny that Pappy squeaked by almost in every in every place. I mean, truth be told, they won, right? But it was interesting. <laughs> absolutely. You know? And uh, no, um, thank, hats off to the host, man. You had a, uh, like I said, it was a great crew of us. Um, and, you know, 12 quality bourbons. And that's what I think the key to is, is when you do a bourbon tasting, you really need to have, good solid bourbons not everyone's going to like everyone as we talked about here i mean there's some that that you know maybe especially when you compare them to the others that you're having aren't at the same level Uh, but at the end of the day i mean it was a great you know a great selection of bourbons and you know seeing pappy win i think part of that like you said i think people expected pappy and blanton's and i think sometimes people may be voting because it's pappy and it's close right um so i think we'll have to do a blind one next time but that being said, it was awesome. And uh, it was definitely interesting to see, you know, how these fared against each other. And I'd say the last thing I would mention is that I still also think, and I've got to be sort of outdone 
with by some of the others. I was also surprised with Rough Rider. I mean, it lost to Blanton's early on. It had an unfortunate, well, it, it, it beat Burning Chair. And the way I've just set up Burning Chair, people are like, of course it did. But yeah. um, it went up against Blanton's but, uh, by the first seed, you know, or the first round. Uh, five to four, it lost. So, or yeah, six that to one, three, I'm sorry, six to three. But it definitely, so it, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Yeah. No, and it's in the price point. It's really very affordable. I mean, we're talking the bottle in the thirties, so uh, it's definitely one to uh, give it a try. I mean, it, like you said, it's got that. I agree. All the components of what we like in bourbon, you know. Yep. A decent proof. It's a very smooth bourbon. This one's right at that ninety percent mark, um, and it's got. It's actually this bourbon's finished in casks that were previously used to mature Merlot and Chardonnay. So. Uh, I mean, it's well. Let's just be honest, Joe. Who doesn't want to kick the night off with a bourbon commemorating the Rough Riders as they earned a decisive victory at the Battle of San Juan? I mean, isn't that really what drinking is all about? <laughs> it, it, of course, <laughs> without a doubt. But uh, that was an an awesome bourbon event. And then um, prior to that, you know, we went to uh, West Branch Malts. Yes, yes, that was a lot of fun. We. Um, I think we had noted that we were going to be heading there, and I know it's uh, we're currently uh, into production um, exactly. of that show. But that what a great story that was, and what a great um, I don't know, sort of what a what a great experience. I think when you meet like great people like Randy Thatcher, who is the um, both maltster and one of the partners, um, along with his dad, and that it was a cool event. I thought. What, what did you think? I, I agree with you. It's a, um, you know, we, we tried, it, it's a little bit different for us because it was really whiskey, you know, not straight up bourbon. Um, right. right. And I think that was a little bit of a change and flavored, you know, so we, we were able to try their, uh, their now <laughs> out of stock honey whiskey, which was, uh, <laughs> very good. We made um, it out of stock. Exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I thought that they, uh, their story, you know, I love their story. I love their community involvement. And um, I think that, you know, what they're doing, probably the the surprise out of all the the different, you know, spirits that we tried, I thought the one that stood out was their chocolate vodka. It's uh, You can get it at Square 22 oh my God. Um, for their so chocolate. Good. It's what's featured in the chocolate martini at Square 22. And it's a, so uh, good. it was, it was definitely one that you could see having at the, at the end of a meal, having a, you know, a little, you know, taste the chocolate vodka it was a uh, straight up just a, it was a dessert in a, in a, uh, it was. a whiskey tasting. So, uh, or I'm in a uh, vodka tasting, but uh, I thought I mean, that I'm was the surprise. Vodka drinker. Yeah. I'm not even a vodka drinker, but I mean, you could literally drink that. I mean, it's what 70 proof, 72 proof, whatever, but it, I mean, you could put it on ice and drink it and it tastes like chocolate. I don't know how else to describe. I mean, just, it tastes like chocolate, probably more chocolatey than I've tasted tasted you know other um they're not creamy like you get a creamy liqueur you know it's not that um but what a great i mean every restaurant should be at least trying this out i'm not kidding and then of course along with it is that coffee um vodka we talked about that literally tastes like coffee that one looks like coffee but it, it it's as as you know advertised <laughs> you know um, i agree i agree and they're definitely um I would say that that's one of those places too, where they, you know, they're just kicking off um, for the summertime. One thing to check out at West Branch Malts is their uh, 
we did not get a chance to taste it because it wasn't available yet, but it is now available. It's their lemon vodka. And I think yes. especially with the summertime coming up, that's one that is uh we'll definitely have to make a return trip and pick up because I'm sure from uh you know mixing in with drinks um for the summertime, it's gonna be fantastic. And that'll be a little uh that'll be a little um heavier. I think that's a 74 or 75 proof. Um, not much more, but you know, more than, than the others that does, that's going to be really good for summer drinks. Um, I also thought it was interesting when we went, when we, um, getting, you know, sticking with the tasting, when we tasted the whiskey that they had, and I guess it makes sense. Like when, (laughs) like when you see it advertised, it's a single malt whiskey, fine. So we drank it and, you know, dramatic pause. What does everybody think it tasted like? It tasted like scotch, right? Although you and I said more like maybe some of the Japanese whiskeys. Which are very scotch-like, but absolutely. You know, I, it had that, it, it was definitely scotch-leaning, I guess I would say. And um, it was good. Um, I definitely preferred their honey and their uh, their that and their apple whiskey, uh, which was like spicy. I could totally see you know, mixing that mm-hmm. in with cider in the, in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I think that, you know, I think that their, their market and what they're trying to do from the spirits perspective is, uh, is definitely interesting and they, they're providing, you know, good spirits. And I think in a really reasonable price point, you know, in the, the twenties, like mid twenties to upper twenties, which is uh truly affordable for everybody. And you got to try your uh, malt shine too, white lightning. I did <laughs> white lightning. That's true. Well, and, and, and as we said, well, exactly. And as we said, there was a line out the door. I mean, I appreciate. I want to thank all the fans for not bum rushing Joe Gummy um, when he was there <laughs> um, to get their um, white lightning T-shirts. Really nice of you, Joe, to stay as late as you did to sign sign autographs. But I just want to give a shout out to all the fans. But, uh, no, it, it was it was really it was good stuff. And what is that? A hundred and proof that's 120 correct yeah and that's one that i mean and they really do market it as you go you could create that into whatever you want to do so uh, i think it's a Mm -hmm. uh, um you know it was it was uh it was as advertised straight up alcohol (laughs) at 120 um (laughs) but it was a great i definitely no i was gonna say i definitely appreciate randy and the crew um taking care of us and and really showing us and we can't wait to uh get that suburban bourbon video out there for everyone to see and for anyone interested, uh, they do do distillery tours and tastings. It's about an hour long, up to 10 people um, that you can contact them for larger groups, but you can go online, of course, at westbranchmalts.com. I think it's $10 a person um, to, to go through it and you'll get some tastings as well. They have bottles there to purchase. I think, what is it, Joe, a three bottle minimum. Yep. Um, and uh, of course, there's a nice little uh, West Branch Malts um, merchandise available as well but again it's something you know if you're looking to do something on an afternoon um something different check them out what's well, uh, a four a bottle time. maximum i don't think it's a three bottle minimum gotcha gotcha, gotcha <laughs> i don't gotcha. think you have to buy our product <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if, if we were running a place show that's exactly what it would be exactly um, <laughs> so so yeah so we will uh we'll be dropping that soon and then i think maybe on our next episode i think we'll be talking a little bit about our trip to Cincinnati. Um, we're going to be heading down to Cincinnati for a show at another distillery, which is going to be lots of fun. And, um, you know, but yeah, I think this was, it was a, a good week. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. Anytime we can talk about 
bourbon tastings that include those 12 bottles, especially, you know, with the finale or the uh, final being Pappy 15 versus Blanton straight from the barrel. I mean, how, does it get better? I don't think so. I think it's a pretty fantastic week. And uh, again, like I said, it was a great time at West Branch Malt. So we're definitely excited to uh, share all the learnings and, uh, and the story of them as we uh, roll out that video soon. Outstanding. Well, again, we'd like to thank everybody for joining this Suburban Bourbon production called Did You Know It, Joe and Joe? Again, you can listen to us on in, through various means on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and of course, always through our website at suburbanbourbon.net. So thank you, Joe, and we'll talk again next week. Sounds good. Thank you. We'd like to thank our sponsors of Did You Know with Joe and Joe from Suburban Bourbon. Phone Ninjas, providing ongoing trading through thousands of car dealers across the nation, as well as any other business that can generate web leads. Our success with clients has made Phone Ninjas one of the hottest and fastest growing companies in the automotive sector. Phone Ninjas at www.phoneninjas.com. And by we. Welcome to everything, for everyone, everywhere and every day. The Wii app. Enjoy an app with so many exciting features like user-friendly social media. Find and rate local bars and restaurants. Search live for music near you. And even network to find friends, jobs, or even a date. There's so much to explore that we know you'll love it. The Wii app. Available for download. 